Welcome to Books and Ideas for Entrepreneurs, a show where we talk through the theory so that you can put it into practice on your journey to building a better business. On today's show, we're going to discuss another book by Jonah Berger. It's a double burger. Last week, we did Contagious. This week, we're talking about Catalyst, how to change anyone's mind. As entrepreneurs, we're always selling, selling employees on the company culture and the benefits, selling customers on the products and the service, selling investors on the core business and the moats. Now, when it comes to selling, we tend to push. If I can only share more facts, more figures, more reasons why people will come to realize that I am right. But what Jonah Berger's research confirms is that pushing people is not effective. But fortunately for you, Jonah has some insights for you. I'm so eager to talk about Catalyst, but first, just a quick message from our sponsor. One of the biggest problems that entrepreneurs face is not knowing which problem to solve next. Do you solve the loudest problem first or the most frequent one? Do employee problems take precedent over customer problems or vice versa? Solving the right problem matters because it drives the greatest results for your business and prevents you from spending your wheels and wasting your resources. One of the fastest ways to burn out as an entrepreneur is to focus great effort trying to solve the wrong problem. Financial GPS helps you identify and quantify the problems and opportunities to go after next. Financial GPS offers bookkeeping and dashboards for entrepreneurs that want to build sellable and mature businesses so that they can live a healthy and prosperous life. To learn more about Financial GPS, go to financialgps.co. That's financialgps.co. Avoid entrepreneurial burnout and build it the right way. The title of the book is Catalyst. And this idea of the biological catalyst parallels perfectly in the business world. We want to be catalysts that inspire change and drive action, not by pushing harder, but in Jonah Berger's words, by figuring out what the barriers are that are preventing change from happening and then mitigating them. You want to be a change agent. What are the barriers that are blocking your customers from buying your products? How are they stuck in their ways and resistant to change? Jonah gives us five common barriers packaged nicely in an acronym called REDUCED. We'll go through each letter of his acronym REDUCED, but just a quick, quick note. All the applications and examples that are providing in this podcast are going to be original. The book is great for politics, hostage negotiation, marriage. Can you think of all the ways when you're trying to change somebody's mind? But this show is about entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. So we're going to look at the examples through a business context, through a business framework. So let's dive in. The R in REDUCE stands for reactants. In social psychology, reactance occurs when a person feels that someone or something is taking away their choice and their sense of autonomy. When you go into full sales mode, people tend to put their guard up because they know they're being sold to and they don't want to get taken advantage of. Skepticism sets in and the more you push with more facts and more reasons why, they they just resent you for it, even if they actually buy from you. So how can you mitigate the reactance barrier? The absolute best way is to build a strong brand. Tesla doesn't have to force a sale. People pay in advance online. When Apple launches a a new product, people camp outside and they line up around the corner for the privilege. The brand is the absolute best way to mitigate reactants. 
Another way to mitigate it is to educate enthusiastically. People tend to trust their teachers. If you teach the customer, they'll be in a position to make an educated decision, and in all likelihood, they'll buy from you. The last way that we'll highlight is to listen intently and provide people with two or three options that they can choose from. This puts choice squarely back in their hands and they feel like they have their sense of autonomy. Before we go on to the next barrier, I want to share an example from Adam Grant's book, Originals. He talks about how Rufus Grisham, the founder of Babel, raised capital. When he pitched VCs, the title of his deck was The Five Main Reasons Why You Should Not Invest in My Company. Instead of trying to sell investors, he highlighted and shared his biggest weaknesses, which in turn had them searching for reasons to say yes instead of saying no. It worked. He was able to raise $3 million for his startup. And guess what? When it was time for him to sell the business, he did the exact same thing. He pitched the counter argument why you as the acquirer should not go through with the deal. And you know what happened? Disney ended up buying Babbel for $40 million. Rufus's approach worked because it mitigated the barrier of reactance. The E in reduce is endowment. In behavioral economics, the endowment effect is an emotional bias that causes people to overvalue the stuff they already own, regardless of its objective market value. In other words, we tend to fear losing instead of looking for opportunities to gain. So if you're selling a systems upgrade, for example, and you're trying to get your customer to move from desktop to the cloud, they may be resistant to change. This is the endowment barrier in action. As you're talking about all the features and unlocks, all they see are the costs because for them, change equals cost. One of the things that you can do to mitigate the endowment barrier is to tackle switching costs head on. You should quantify the switching costs in dollars and in days so they understand the full investment and the downtime. Documenting and sharing your onboarding process also helps customers mitigate the endowment barriers. And so does hiring customer success personnel so that you can help your clients get those early wins needed to justify the investment. That is the endowment barrier. The next one is D in our acronym called REDUCE. The D is for distance. If someone has a strongly held, deep belief, you cannot get them to do a complete 180 overnight. Imagine you're playing football, you're on your own one yard line, and you've got one play to score. It's highly unlikely that you're going to score that touchdown. Why? Because it's too far. The distance is too great. In business, if you want clients to pay for your offer, but they have a completely lower budget or a completely different budget, the distance is just too great. Now, to mitigate distance barriers, Jonah Berger gives us three approaches. First, you can find the movable middle, you can ask for less, or you can find a non-sticking point. Let's go through each one in turn. Think of the movable middle as the swing voters in an election. These are the people who are honestly open to legitimately hearing the arguments of either side. There are people who haven't made their mind up yet. In business, if someone is dogmatic about an approach or product that doesn't mess with your offering, don't waste your time trying to convince them. Find the movable middle. Don't waste your time trying to sell the unsellable. The second thing that you can do to mitigate the distance barrier is to ask for less. Instead of getting them to sign an annual contract, do a month-to-month contract for the first round. And the last approach is to find an unsticking point. This approach works well. 
if the deal is stuck on one emotionally charged issue. Here, you can deploy a couple of different tactics, but the key is to find the points that you agree on instead of focusing on the points that are contentious. You switch the field. All right, so the U in reduce is uncertainty. When people are uncertain about what to do, guess what they do? They do nothing. Uncertainty paralyzes you. To mitigate the barrier of uncertainty, you have to help people experience or see what it's like on the other side. That's why free trials and demos work so well. People who are frozen with uncertainty typically focus on the downside risk. Ah, what if this goes to zero? They're the bird in the hand is worth two in the bush kind of thinker. Another mitigation strategy is to help them hedge the downside with money back guarantees. Uncertainty paralyzes you. So if somebody is uncertain about what the outcome is going to be, you got to help them hedge their bets. Lastly, the CE in reduce is a package deal. It stands for corroborating evidence. Sometimes people just need to hear how great your product is from somebody else. You know, in the Bible, it says, don't praise yourself. Let others do that. That's why testimonials, reviews, and signals of success work so well because you need corroborating evidence to help people change their mind at times. So when you're on your next sales call, listen keenly for the hesitation in their voice. Are they telling you that there's too much uncertainty surrounding your offer? Is there a reactance issue? Are you pushing too hard? Do you need to bring in some corroborating evidence, some testimonials, some customer referrals? You have to be able to identify what the barrier is that is resisting change and figure out a way to mitigate it. Please grab a copy of Catalyst by Jonah Berger. He covers much more in the book and greater depth in detail. If you found this podcast viable, please consider subscribing, sharing, and leaving the review that helps us spread the word. My goal is to have a segment on the show where we speak to the author that about the book and review it to make it more impactful for you entrepreneurs. Until next time, I'm Race Rollins, your host, here to help you avoid entrepreneurial burnout by encouraging you to build a better business. Talk to you later. Ciao.